Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to another episode of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this Xbox podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's Xbox gaming news, and we all learn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big game out last week was FIFA 20, and the games coming out this week are The Surge 2, Contra Rogue Corpse, Hitman 2 Haven Island, Rex Rocket, Constructor Plus, Rage 2 Rise of the Ghosts, Code Vein, Mining Roll 2, The Adventures of Elena Temple, and Fight and Rage. Now to last week's biggest news stories to cover, and we have nine this week. Number one, Minecraft has a built-in character creator now. Julia Lee at Polygon writes, Minecraft's latest update has added a character creator to the game. After years of only using skins over the same model, players can finally change body types, add hairstyles, and even wear accessories. Denos for patch 1.13.0.15 announced that the character creator is now available for beta testers. This update actually lets players change their character beyond their model. Hat bills will stick out, the backpack you're wearing will actually be a backpack and not just the texture on your flatback. Your character can have a mermaid tail, you can finally change the height of your character. Unfortunately, it seems that a bulk of the accessories need to be purchased, but the option's existence is still cool. Players wanted to use traditional skins still, you can do that, just go to your profile and edit your character from there. Players have been designing their own skins since the dawn of Minecraft and through the character creator adds a lot of new options. There's still some charm in pixeling your own skin yourself or maybe you just want to be an anime character that you can't replicate as well with a character creator. This is only available on Xbox One, Windows 10, and Android for now but it will roll out to other platforms once the beta ends. I never got too into Minecraft myself, I've probably put about 5-8 to eight hours in. Enjoyed it on Xbox and actually played quite a bit on VR one night. Enjoyed my time. Number two, Gears 5 has biggest first party launch for Xbox since Halo 4. Jordan Serrani at IGN writes, With over 3 million players since it was released, Gears 5 had the biggest first party launch for Xbox since Halo 4 in terms of player count. Gears 5 quote easily doubled the first week's debut of Gears of War 4, according to Xbox Wire, making it the biggest launch week of any Xbox Game Studios title this generation. The 3 million player count was tracked from the early access launch on September 6th through this past weekend. The shooter also set first party records on PC, becoming the biggest Xbox Game Pass launch on the platform and Microsoft's best ever first party launch on Steam. It also tripled the performance of Gears of War 4 on PC, though specific numbers weren't revealed. Gears 5 was released as part of Game Pass on both Xbox One and PC, which certainly factored into the record setting launch. The increased player count over its predecessor supports Microsoft's past comment about Game Pass greatly increasing player bases. All great news for the franchise and Gears 5, which I cannot wait to jump into this week, but it's still puzzling to see when and if they'll release all the sales figures for this game and how it stacks up against previous launches. Given Game Pass members basically get the game for free, how many people are actually buying this new game? Time will tell. Number 3, coming soon to Xbox Game Pass for console, Jump Force, Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, and more. Megan Spur on Xbox Wire announces, on September 19th, Game Pass members can play Jump Force and Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. On September 26th, Bad North, Dirt Rally 2.0, and LEGO Worlds. I already had a back catalog of games that I purchased, but now with Game Pass, that back catalog gets even greater. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night was one of the games I wanted to check out, so maybe it's finally time. Number 4. Bioware abandons current Anthem post-launch plans. Alicia Judge at IGN writes, Plans for more post-launch content in Anthem have been put on ice so the development team can focus on updates and thoroughly review core issues surrounding gameplay. Bioware's head of live service, Chad Robertson, announced the decision in a blog post that detailed some of the changes the development team had made to Anthem following player feedback. These include combat balancing, more reward crate types, and tips and load screens to better explain cataclysm mechanics. But he acknowledged that those tweaks weren't enough, saying, quote, We hear your concerns on core issues in Anthem and are acting on it. 
Those systems require a more thorough review and reworking versus quick fixes. We've got a team working on that now and early results are promising. In order to address these long-range plans, we are moving away from the axe structure for updates, Robertson continued, and said we have additional seasonal updates planned for this year that we think players will enjoy. These events will deliver challenges and chases similar to what you've seen and are built around some fun themes we're bringing to the game. BioWare first unveiled its post-launch content plans back in February and promised three separate acts that would expand the world and what players could do within it. Anthem is set on an unstable, unnamed planet where natural disasters and hostile creatures must be safely navigated, and each act was meant to go deeper into the story and ongoing narrative of the game's universe. The first act was delayed beyond its initial March launch date as Bioware struggled to overcome technical teething issues following the game's full release. The first Cataclysm event is only just coming to a close over six months later, having been pushed out the door amid the departure of Anthem's lead producer Ben Irving for a new opportunity. An April report by Kotaku cited numerous sources from within the studio that recounted an unhealthy culture and technical issues with EA's Frostbite engine. Robertson promised to be transparent with fans in the future about what's coming down the pipeline, but said I don't have any news to share today about the long-term changes we are bringing to Anthem. Although most news stories coming out about Anthem are negative, it is still one of the year's best-selling games. It's going to be interesting to see where Anthem stands in a year. Will it officially be done and no one's playing, or will it have resurgence similar to Rainbow Six Siege and No Man's Sky? Only time will tell. Number 5. After Parties Come to Xbox One and Xbox Game Pass in October. Sean Carrier True Achievements writes, we don't know what the after-party achievements might look like, but we do know that the game is launching on Xbox One and Xbox Game Pass on October 29th. An after-party plays two deceased friends, Milo and Lola, and they are about to be processed and will be spending an eternity in hell. But they soon find out if they can outdrink Satan, and they will be granted re-entry back to Earth. The pair embark on an epic drinking quest throughout pubs and bars in hell. The game will pay close attention on how you play with Milo and Lola, who you relate to more, whose plans you decide to choose, and how you navigate the friendship between the two characters. Their relationship will be formed by player choice by the end of the game and subsequent playthroughs will result in a different experience. The bar and hell are packed full of minigames, beer pong, dance-offs, and shot-stacking competitions, all taking place in the drinking holes of the underworld. These minigames will occur at random and are interwoven with the game's dialogue so you can take the story in new directions. I wanted to put this out there as this game is high on my radar and I think everyone should go check it out. After Party is from the developer who brought Oxenfree to the world. I love the art style for this game and I enjoyed my time with Oxenfree even though I did not finish it on my backlog to go back and play. Number 6. Players report cross-safe regression in the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Beta. Associate Judge at IGN writes, Players of the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Beta are reportedly being able to transfer their save progress between different platforms, including PS4 and Xbox, which would mean cross-save and cross-progression is enabled. We've known for a while that Modern Warfare has cross-play. This feature allows players to compete together online across the console divide, and anyone currently trying out the beta is able to team up regardless of platform. But cross-progression is slightly different. It doesn't just allow you to go around and team deathmatch with a pal on another platform. It means you can swap and change between platforms without losing any progress or starting over from scratch. This is great for players, but platform holders have traditionally been reluctant to introduce such a feature because it makes it easier for players to defect to their rivals. Infinity Ward hasn't officially confirmed whether cross-progression is enabled, as we heard it was simply looking into the idea of it, but a report on Charlie Intel states players are able to transfer progress through their Battle.net accounts. The developer did recently go into details on how crossplay would work, however saying that players could opt out if they wished. This is actually another huge news story in the crossplay cross-progression world of video games and where it's going in the future. Cross-platform play is obviously great for all gamers, but cross-progression is really the key thing that we all want. Being able to transfer our progress without having to start over on new platforms. Shout out to Call of Duty and Activision actually for doing it. Number 7. Apex Legends Season 3 brings Crypto, Charge Rifle, and more. Jordan Ramey at GameSpot, right? 
Immediately after players started noticing Crypto in Apex Legends, Respawn released a cinematic trailer detailing the backstory for the character. The developer also confirmed the hacker is the 11th playable legend in the Battle Royale game coming to Apex Legends alongside a bunch of other content drops, including the new charge rifle weapon on October 1st, the start date of Season 3. Crypto isn't the only new addition coming to Apex Legends on October 1st. The start of Season 3 brings with it a new battle pass, Meltdown, which adds over 100 new items to earn, including legendary skins. The charge rifle, which is normally only used for killing titans, is also being added and a new rank series is being implemented for players who want to climb up further in the ranked leaderboards. Respawn writes that more specific details concerning Season 3 are coming soon. I recently jumped back into Apex Legends for a night or two and really liked their rank system, but unfortunately there's too many games out there right now I don't think I'll be jumping into Season 3 as soon as it starts. Number 8, Fortnite and Batman crossover officially announced. Joseph Noop at IGN writes, The long-rumored Batman-Fortnite crossover was officially announced by Epic Games Studios Saturday morning, just in time to celebrate the Dark Knight's 80th anniversary. Through the past several days, Fortnite data miners had begun discovering files indicating the crossover, but Epic Games' announcement serves as the first official confirmation. The Fortnite Batman crossover starts September 21st and will feature a variety of new skins, items, and other challenges for players to acquire. Previously leaked items include multiple Batman-themed skins, Batman-themed gliders, an explosive battering that homes in on enemy players, sticks to walls and explodes if enemies get too close, a grapnel gun which works a lot like Fortnite's old grappling gun, but now lets players get a cape when they're flying around. Most notably, the area formerly known as Tilted Town has been turned into Gotham City, complete with spooky architecture you'd see in something like Batman the Animated Series or the Arkham games. There's also the new Welcome to Gotham challenges that task players with missions like a bat signal. Epic Games also debuted the Gothic challenges, a set of challenges that earns players new rewards a couple of days ago. Fortnite, the game that appears to never die with new updates and new content, just shout out to all the developers that crunch and make all this stuff possible for us the gamers. And number 9, new Terminator game announced for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Jeremy Winslow at GameSpot writes, After appearing in the Coalition's Gears 5, Terminator is back with its own game. From the studio that developed Heavy Fire Afghanistan and Rambo the video game comes Terminator Resistance. A first-person shooter headed to PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on November 15th in Australia and Europe, and December 3rd in North America. Terminator Resistance features an original story based on filmmaker James Cameron's 1984 sci-fi action flick The Terminator, and its sequel, 1991's Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Resistance takes place nearly 30 years after Judgment Day and expands upon the future war Cameron hinted at in the films. You'll play as Jacob Rivers, a soldier in the Resistance-specific division who is targeted by Skynet and marked for termination. Resistance will feature brand new enemies to flesh out the Terminator universe as well as iconic villains like the T-800 endoskeleton, which was a Gears 5 pre-order bonus. Additionally, Resistance will purportedly include expansive character customization to play how you want, meaningful choices that impact the world and its characters, a bevy of tools to run and gun or hack your way through environments, and more. I'm not a die-hard Terminator franchise fan, but I am interested in the new movie, so let's see if this game can actually be a good movie tie-in video game. As always, we end the show with a fun fact about Xbox. This week's fun fact is about Minecraft. M. Arbiter at MentalFloss.com writes, The first version of Minecraft was created in just six days. In 2009, Swedish programmer and designer Marcus Persson, known affectionately to fans as Notch, set out to create a sandbox game, one that allows for free and organic exploration of a virtual world. For the launch of his new company, Mojang AB, Persson began work on what is now known as Minecraft on May 10th of that year. Amending the product in increments until May 16th, the alpha version of Minecraft made its public debut the very next day. How crazy is it that one of the biggest games in video game history that still is played by millions and millions of players years and years after release. The first version was made in only six days. Blew my mind when I read that myself. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. 
This past week I was on vacation as I mentioned last week, so I've had no time to play video games and of course if you can't tell and I apologize about my voice, I also got sick. As soon as I edit this podcast together, it is finally Gears 5 time. I cannot wait to report next week. My name is Brandon Rosie, you can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. I hope you all have a great week and keep on gaming.